You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. Edomites because of Esau being part of Isaac's children. So he's, again, going against God's law. Amaziah goes after them anyhow. He has a better plan. Now, God, you have your plan, but my plan is better. That's what happens if you have a, a disloyal heart to God. If you have a disloyal heart to God, number one, you don't listen to him when he speaks. Number two, your plan is always better than his plan. Did your parents ever have a rule that seemed unfair, only for you to realize later that the rule was in place to keep you safe? In today's message, Pastor Dave speaks about how Amaziah let his pride get the better of him. Amaziah thought himself above God's commandments, and it backfired hard. Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 25 as he begins his message, A Tale of Two Hearts. As we continue now our study into chapter 25, you remember when we last studied, Joash has died and his son Amaziah is now king. Amaziah was 25 years old when he became king. He reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jehoiadan of Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a loyal heart. Notice these six words in verse 2 but not with a loyal heart. He did not have a loyal heart towards the Lord's. What does that mean? That tells me he did the right things, but his heart wasn't committed to the Lord. He was just going through the motions as he did these things for the Lord. And unfortunately, I see that today. I see many people get involved in church. They come to prayer and they come to study It's like they're just doing this because that's what they do. They're not serving the Lord with a pure heart. Their heart is divided. There's no commitment there, true commitment to God. Everything looks good, but it's a matter of the heart. You know, God looks upon the heart. God looks deep into the heart. And and Jeremiah said, the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? Well, God knows it. God knows your heart. And John even told us in the gospel that Jesus knows what's in the heart of men. So God is looking into your heart right now. What does he see? What is he finding in your heart today? Does he find someone whose heart is totally committed to him? Or does he find someone who's kind of torn between two things? Tradition, works. Where where is your heart? If you're serving the Lord, praise God. But why are you serving him? Are you serving him to earn favor? Uh, Wrong answer. Are you serving him because he's a wonderful and gracious God and he's done so much for you that you're trying to give back? Have he called you to service? And are you serving him because he called you to service and has placed you somewhere and said, serve me? They're not committed. His heart was far from God. Maybe he was just working off a tradition or something like that. But the only thing that pleases God, we know, is faith. 
So let faith have its perfect work in you. Work according to the faith that God has given you. But you're doing all things as unto the Lord. And as we study this, and as I study this, a scripture came to mind, which is, I believe, a harrowing scripture. And every time I talk about this scripture, I get chills about this scripture. And it's found in Matthew 7, and it's verses 21 through 23. Jesus is teaching the disciples. And he says in verse 21 of chapter 7 of Matthew, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Oh, horrible words that our Lord would say. But don't you see what these people are? And I've called them from this podium before. They're posers. They're posers. They're posing as people who love the Lord. They're going about doing and probably doing good works. But the Lord says, depart from me. I never knew you. That tells me that they never had that one personal relationship with Jesus Christ. They never took the time to commit themselves totally to him. Oh, yeah, they served him. They came to church regularly, came to prayer meetings, were one of the gang. But their heart wasn't true to him. They didn't have a loyal heart. And this is frightening to me. Jesus was talking about the individuals that he had been talking about. He talked about the narrow way and we'll know them by their fruits. He says, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. But he said, these certain individuals weren't loyal to me. They didn't have committed hearts. They were living on their activities to justify themselves. Living on their activities to draw closer to God. Well, if I read six chapters a day, God's going to bless me more than if I read one. He might. Then again, he might not. God can't love you any more than he does right now. You're not going to earn his love. You're not going to earn his love. Maybe some people just don't take the scriptures seriously. Oh, that may be good for that time, but, you know, holy mackerel, it's been over 2,000 years since this book was written. How does it apply to my life now? And I have to ask that person, how doesn't it apply to your life now? What parts do you want to get out of there? What parts do you want to rip out of there? You either believe it's all God's word or none of it's God's word. And then they don't live according to what God says in his word. They don't live that way. Now, we're all going to make mistakes. I'm not coming down on the people who make mistakes. I'm not coming down on the person who's serving God and makes a mistake and falls. We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's no one righteous, no, not one. None of us are, are any good except what Christ has done in our lives. So I'm not coming down on you saying, I'm not making laws here. I'm telling you that, how are you serving the Lord? Are you serving the Lord with a pure heart? Is your heart open to him and you're serving him? Do you know him? Some people are just caught up in that religious box. They're just caught up in there. And it's work, 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 work. We got to do, we got to do, we got to do. They're trying to earn their way into God's heart by their works and never really by faith did they believe on the Lord Jesus and the salvation. Half-hearted commitment is dangerous. A half-hearted commitment to the Lord is dangerous. And as we study through the glorious book of Revelation, 
When we get to the last church in chapter 3, we're going to come to the church of Laodicea. It's called the lukewarm church. I know your works. They're neither hot nor cold. There's, you know, your works are neither hot or cold. He's, what does he say? I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. I'm going to get rid of you by spewing you out of your mouth. This is the person who's only halfway loyal to the Lord. Hasn't jumped in all the way. Hasn't gone into the deep end. They're still in the shallow end trying to make works perfect. God says, no. No. Come to me. All of you. I want all of you. Every bit of you. So we saw this right away. He has a heart that's not loyal to God. This is Unfortunate for the nation, and it's unfortunate for the Christian who doesn't have a heart loyal to God. It's unfortunate. So Amaziah now is the ruler. He's the king of the southern kingdom of Judah. And in verse 3 and 4, it says, Now it happened as soon as the kingdom was established for him, he executed his servants who had murdered his father, the king. However, he did not execute their children, but did as it written in the law of the book of Moses, where the Lord commanded, saying, The fathers shall not be put to death for their children, nor shall the children be put to death for their fathers, but a person shall die for his own sin. You can find that in Deuteronomy 24, verse 16. Law. So he, in one hand, he's following the law of Moses. On the other hand, his heart's not loyal to God. How did he get past First commandment, <laughs> love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, your soul, your body. Love all of me. I am the Lord thy God. Serve no other gods before me. So how does he get past that one? See, this is the kind of person who, who uses the law when it's good for them. Uses the Bible when it's good for them. They want to throw it back at you when you come at them for something, and they want to throw the Bible back at you, but they only use it when it's convenient for them. He kills the men, but not the children, according to the law of Moses. So the next thing he does is also against the Lord. The next thing he does is he gathers an army so he can go after the Edomites. Let's look at 5 through 8. Moreover, Amaziah gathered Judah together and set over them captains of thousands and captains of hundreds, according to their father's houses, throughout all Judah and Benjamin. Remember, Benjamin is in the middle of Judah. All right, they're the southern kingdom. All right, and he numbered them 20 years old and above and found them to be 300,000 choice men, able to go to war, who could handle spear and shield. He also hired 100,000 mighty men of valor from Israel for 100 talents of silver. But a man of God came to him saying, O king, do not let the army of Israel go with you, for the Lord is not with Israel, not with any of the children of Ephraim. But if you go, be gone. Strong in battle, even so. God shall make you fall before the enemy, for God has power to help and to overthrow. So it's interesting because he goes against the Edomites. Who were the Edomites? Right, they weren't Uncle George who said, eat them up, yum, yum. The Edomites were descendants of Esau, Jacob's brother, Jacob's twin brother. Edom, meaning red. They had red-type skin. In Deuteronomy 23, 7, the Israelites were forbidden to hate them. The Israelites were forbidden to hate the Edomites because of Esau being part of Isaac's children. So he's, again... 
going against God's law. Amaziah goes after them anyhow. He has a better plan. You know, God, you have your plan, but my plan is better. That's what happens if you have a, a disloyal heart to God. If you have a disloyal heart to God, number one, you don't listen to him when he speaks. Number two, your plan is always better than his plan. So you go that way. So he hires mercenaries from the northern kingdom of Israel to help in the fight. Why is this wrong? What is all? We study this in 2 Kings. The northern kingdom of Israel was noted for what? Their ideology. They were idolatry. They were idol worshipers. They set up Baals. They set up the golden calves to Baal. And they were all, every single king was more rotten than the next. Remember? So a man of God comes to them and says, Oh, king, don't let the army of Israel go with you. Why? For the Lord is not with Israel. They're idolatry. They're, they're idolaters. They're not with the children of Ephraim, which happened to me in that north country. Amaziah gets this warning. If you go with them, be gone. But the Lord will make you fall. Strong words. In other words, if you go, you're going to die. If you go, you're going to die. And I love verse 8. You know, we can put that in our lives too. Verse 8, we can put our lives. God has the power to help or to overthrow. I like that. So you choose what you want God to do. Do you want him to help you or do you want him to overthrow you? <laughs> you know, where are you in your walk with God? You know, I, for me, I need all the help I can get. Lord, I want you to help me. I want to be totally submitted to you. Don't overthrow me. Don't have to chastise me. I want to be total, totally committed to you. Come to God with a pure heart. Do what he commands and he will help you out. But if not, he can overthrow you. He can make your life miserable. He can make your life most miserable. God has the power to help or overthrow. The same thing can happen today. Let me give you a little hint. Fight against God, you lose. All right? Amaziah seemed confused. His disloyal heart was questioning God's word. He was questioning, this is a dangerous place to me. Why? He was concerned about the money he spent on the mercenaries. Money. The love of money is the root of all evil. Why are we paying all these guys? What am I going to do? What am I going to do with all these guys? What am I going to do with all this stuff? How about that? I don't know what I'm going to do. Look at this. He was disloyal to God. Now he was worried about the money. In verse 9, it says, Then Amaziah said to the man of God, But what shall we do about the hundred talents which I had given to the troops of Israel? And the man said, The Lord is able to give you much more than this. I love that. I struggle with money from time to time. I think we all do. If we're honest, we struggle with money from time to time. Not having it, wanting it, having it, not wanting to give it up. <laughs> you know, we all struggle from time to time. And we talked about money a, a couple of weeks about giving freely and from a, a pure heart. He gave this money to the mercenaries and he, he was worried about it. What am I going to do? I already gave them. It's almost like he's ready to compromise and say, well, since I paid them, we might as well go through with it. I mean, I've already spent the money. You might have been in that situation sometime. I've already spent the money. I might as well just go through with it. And God say, no, 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 no. Lord is able to give you so much more, so much more. Why would you take the garbage can when you have the filet? I mean, come on. God wants to give you so much more. And what I got out of this is obedience is worth so much more. 
when you are obedient to God, the blessings that flow upon your life are worth so much more. So much more. God is able to bless you. He's able to do abundantly above and beyond anything you can ever think or imagine. He will continue to bless you if you would just seek him. If there was seek him, but there's a cost. And Amaziah was worried about the cost. What was the cost? He was going to lose the money. And that hurt him because money was important to him. Prestige was important to him and money was happening to him. It happens to us. Come on. It happens to us. It happens. He received the word of God and he did what was right. But there was a cost. There's a cost when you're obedient to God. There is a cost when you're obedient to God. Jesus talked about the cost of discipleship. Deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. There's a cost. There's a cost to it when it happens. There's a cost when we want to be his disciples. The northern troops get a little upset about this in verse 10. So Amaziah discharged the troops. He does what he's supposed to do. Praise God, he's following the Lord. He does what he's supposed to do. That had come to him from Ephraim to go back home. Therefore, their anger was greatly aroused against Judah, and they returned home in great anger. They were angry. Why do you think they were angry? They had been given 100 talents apiece to be mercenaries. He wasn't asking for the money about back. Why would they be angry? Anybody have any ideas, any guesses? Spoils, absolutely. Plunder, absolutely. When they were going to go in and sack houses and sack countries, they got the spoils. They got to take from that, and, and that was probably going to be a lot more than what they had received from Amaziah. So they were a little chapped, right? They were a little angry. So let's look at verses 11 and 12. Then Amaziah strengthened himself, and leading his people, he went to the valley of Salt and killed 10,000 of the people of Seir. Also, the children of Judah took captive 10,000 alive, brought them to the top of the rock, and cast them down from the top of the rock so that they were all dashed to pieces. He has a great victory. He has a great victory. When we walk in obedience to the Lord, there will always be a great victory. You want a victorious life? Walk in fellowship with the Lord. Walk in obedience to God. There's always great victory in that. I'm an overcomer, and I'm more than victorious as I sit and stay in Jesus Christ. When I get away from my relationship with him, I'm not so much of an overcomer and things happen to me. I need to stay in Christ and walk in victory. But something happens. The disgruntled soldiers decide that they're going to get their spoils anyhow, and they raid the cities of Judah and Samaria. Look at verse 13. But as for the soldiers of the army which Amaziah had discharged, so that they would not go with him into battle, they raided the cities of Judah from Samaria to Beth Horon, killed 3,000 in them, and took much spoils. So they got their spoils that they wanted all along. This was all they wanted to do. This was all they wanted to do. It says, Now it was so, after Amaziah came from the slaughter of the Edomites, that he brought the gods of the people of Sire, set them up to be his gods, bowed down before them, and burned incense to them. Therefore, the anger of the Lord was aroused against Amaziah, and he sent him a prophet who said to him, Why have you sought the gods of the people which could not rescue their own people from your hand? So it was, as he talked with him, that the king said to him, Have we made you the king's counselor? Cease. Why should you be killed? 
Then the prophet ceased and said, I know that God is determined to destroy you because you have done this and have not heeded my advice. So, <laughs> here we are. Amaziah now is in full-fledged departure from the Lord. See, it started with a disloyal heart, didn't it? It started with a disloyal heart. And this is how sin gets full-blown. It starts with a little compromise. It starts with a little disloyal heart. It starts with us fluctuating between the Lord and the world. We, 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 we kind of are betwixt in between. We're a little lukewarm. We're a little red hot. We don't really know what we are. And it starts with that. And things start to go south. And next thing you know, we're in full-blown sin. We're in full-blown sin. And, and, and Amaziah, holy mackerel, he comes and he takes these foreign gods and he sets them up and starts worshiping them. He's burning incense to them. Wow, come on. Yo, Ami, what's wrong with you? I can't believe it. But it started because his heart was disloyal to God. You get what I'm trying to say here? He didn't go out all of a sudden and say, I'm going to worship foreign gods. No, it started when his heart was disloyal to God. He wasn't completely sold out for God. He had some other things still in his agenda, in his heart, and he went after those things. It's always a matter of the heart. Always a matter of the heart. This question is great. Is that which you are trusting in able to deliver you? That's the question we need to ask ourselves. If you're trusting in your money, is the money able to deliver you? If you're trusting in your drugs, is your drugs able to deliver you? Is your alcohol able to deliver you? Is your sex able to deliver you? Is anything else that you're doing able to deliver you out of the hands of your enemies? which your enemy wants to pull you down and rip you apart, God is able to deliver you. So why are we serving other things? Why are we going against the grain and serving other things, other gods? That's what's happening here. At least that's what I see. That's what's happening here. When Amaziah is confronted by it, what's his answer? Who in the heck are you? <laughs> Who do you think you are? Who made you counselor? You know, come on. Excuse me? I'm, so, I'm sure he looked at him and said, uh, you did. <laughs> I don't know. He pronounced a sentence on Amaziah for his idolatry. It's not a very good sentence. Listen, I know that God has determined to destroy you because you have done this and have not heeded my advice. The prophet's advice came from God. When the prophet spoke, it was like God speaking to the nation. They spoke in presence of God. Jesus said, what did they do to the prophets? They killed the prophets. They constantly killed the prophets and stoned them, he says. They wouldn't listen to the prophets. They didn't listen to Jesus. They might not listen to you if you give that kind of advice, if you give sound advice. Don't go that way. There's death that way. Stop taking those pills. You're going to die. Stop doing this. Stop doing that. It only leads to destruction. Now, what do you know? And then we have to watch as that person goes down a hole that is just sad and our hearts break and hope that God would touch them in some way. You are You've been listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave. Pastor Dave has been working his way through the book of Second Chronicles. 
Before you assume that this book entails a bunch of details from the past that don't really affect you today, make sure you take some time to appreciate what this book offers. In addition to the history of the Israelite people, you get to know the rise and fall of many kings. They were all sinners who needed a savior. They were just like every person today, no matter their status, who needs a savior. Do you know this savior, Jesus? If you do, you've come to greatly value what this means in your life. If you're unfamiliar with the concept, we want to help you understand that. No one has it all figured out on their own. For sure, no one is capable of living without sin and error. But what you need to realize is that there's a sure hope through the Savior, Jesus Christ. His willingness to be traded for your sins makes all the difference. By knowing Him personally and believing in Him, you get to move forward with life, knowing you're not perfect, but that God's bringing you into something better. The ministry of a sure hope comes out of Calvary Chapel, Cape May. If you're in the area, we'd love to worship God together with you this weekend. Head over to assurehoperadio.com for service times and directions. Again, that's assurehoperadio.com. If you can't make it in person, we stream our services live to Facebook and YouTube. That's all we have for today, but we look forward to connecting with you again on the next edition of Assure Hope.